Today is the Vespers of Palm Sunday, and uh, blessed Pascha to all of us. Pascha is the Passover, translates to Passover. And uh, today we're going to actually, uh, I always wondered about something in the church, and I want you to think with me here. If anybody notices the tunes of the church today, he's going to notice that the tunes are called royal tunes, or shainini, royal. And these are the same exact tunes, and the same exact melodies, the same exact ethos, if you want to call it that, the same exact vibe as when we actually celebrate the Feast of the Cross. Why? I understand that, you know, Palm Sunday, the cross, sure, maybe it has to do with something with Holy Week. But when we celebrate the Feast of the Cross, you know, in the summer, why do we sing in this specific tune? And it's the exact same tune as Palm Sunday and the exact same tune as any time we celebrate the cross. In order to understand that, we need to understand that everything we see from God is a revelation of who He is. Who He was, who He is, and who is to come. What does that mean? God has always has been love, and never-ending love, everlasting love, unconditional love. You get the idea. But I want us to connect the story with Genesis. Let's go back to the story of Adam and Eve. This is the exact same God, the never-ending love, who was with Adam in the garden. There's something very interesting about the book of Genesis, when it talks about the relationship of God and Adam and Eve. You're going to read that God instructed Adam and Eve, and he was telling them to do things. And Adam had work to do before the fall. And Adam was supposed to take care of things. He was supposed to name things. He was supposed to enjoy things. He was in a proper order. He knew, he knew his role. And that is the title of what we're going to talk about today in the next 10 minutes. The role of man or the role of humanity. What is the role of humanity? Adam knew his role, but he didn't realize how he knew his role till the fall. We read something very interesting in Genesis. God is speaking to Adam all the time, giving him a lot of instructions. And then there comes the fall. And all of a sudden, for the first time in the gospel, or in the scriptures, we hear a very weird verse. The scripture says, And Adam heard God and was afraid. Adam, you've heard God before. You've definitely heard Him instructing you. You've definitely heard Him speaking to you. He's been telling you to do all these things, and they're written in scripture. Why is this the first time that the scripture says, Adam heard God and was afraid? There's a difference between hearing something internally, something that is coherent, something that is harmonious, something that is fitting with your nature, and something that is outside of you. For the first time ever, humanity was scared because there was a separation between God and man. All of a sudden, Adam felt scared because he realized he's talking to Almighty God. And he is nobody. And there's a, definitely a separation. There's, as Saint Ephraim of Syria calls it, a great schism. That's what he calls it. Or a great chasm, he calls that as well. Okay? So, it's a great gap. There's something between Adam and God. And there's just this gap. And God and Adam does not hear the voice of God the same anymore. He can't hear him the same. Before the fall, Adam heard God internally. There was an intimate connection. After the fall, there was something off. And that's scary. 
Because God is holy. And we're not by nature holy in our fallenness. God didn't leave us like this, of course. Adam lost his role, his identity. Therefore, God started giving him work. He started giving him parameters. He started giving him the law. He started giving him, you must labor every day. Yes, in the, before the fall you had work, but now you must labor and sweat. Because without this, you will not be able to hear my voice again like you used to. He started giving him, again, as we said, the law. And the law includes sacrifices. You see Cain and Abel doing sacrifices. You see people before Moses doing a lot of these godly things. Like giving the first fruit. Abraham was giving first fruit. He was giving the tithes. Why? How? Because God was instructing man, trying to bring him back to this intimate connection of God wants us to hear his voice like we used to. How does this relate to the role of man? And why am I talking about this today? Why are we discussing this today on Palm Sunday, on this specific night specifically? There came a time where humanity started giving up. Humanity was in slavery. The people of God were in Egypt, enslaved, hopeless, with no leader, with nothing to look forward to. Every day is just straight up abuse. This world abuses us all the time. And we were abused by death, abused by the corruption of this world. And God said what? I will save you. Therefore, I'm going to give you a sign. I'm going to give you a Passover lamb. On the 10th day of the month, of the first month of the year, I will pass over. And therefore, this is what I want. On the 10th day, you will go and you will get a spotless lamb. A lamb without blemish. A lamb with no broken bone. A lamb, best of the best. And you will make it enter into your dwelling. On the 10th day. And then on the 14th day... You shall sacrifice it, you shall slay it, you shall eat it with herbs, bitter herbs, while girded, meaning your belts are on, you're ready to go. And, hey, there's one very interesting thing you need to, you know, realize. This lamb needs to be for every house. If you don't have this personal connection with every house, if you're an outsider, it doesn't work. It needs to be a personal connection. Hey, if you're an outsider and you don't have a family, find a family, join it. That has a lamb of the Passover. Because if you have this blood of the lamb covering your doorposts, you will be saved. Why are we talking about this? God did the exact same thing today and in this week. On the 10th day, tomorrow, which is celebrating right now, Christ came in as a king. Is that a new thing to him? No, that's just a revelation of who he is, as we said. He came in as a king. And then on the 14th, he will be broken for us as the lamb who was slain. As it says in Revelations 5, a lamb who's standing and victorious, but standing as a slain lamb. He's slain, but yet standing in power. That's what God did. On the 10th day, he entered Jerusalem. On the 14th day, he broke the Passover disciples and he died. And he became the true lamb. Why are we still talking about this? Here's the thing that we need to realize. There's a very nice thing that we, sometimes we don't realize. In the Gospel of 
tomorrow, and in today. The children realize the voice of God. For the first time, humanity starts realizing that the voice of God is once more. All of a sudden, everybody, of course, this is a Jewish community, everybody's bringing in their lamb, right? The Passover lamb. And all of a sudden, the pure in heart realize that the true lamb of God is coming. And all of a sudden, because they start hearing this voice of God once more, the kids can't stop singing. Osana in the highest, blessed be you, comes in the name of the Lord. And they start doing irrational things, like jumping on trees, getting branches, throwing clothes on the ground. Usually if you throw clothes on the ground, you're not considered, you know, very smart person. But it was something people were doing. Why? It's the same exact irrationality that Mary's doing tonight. Mary saw and realized that this is the Passover lamb who is risen, yet slain. Who raised her brother, yet is still standing. Who has power over death and can go through death, yet is still risen. Right? So this is, this is one idea I want us to leave us with today. We won't take too long today. But this idea that for the first time, this is the week where we, humanity, is realizing for the first time that we can hear God once more. He's coming. And this is not like a... You know, this is not just we're celebrating him because he's coming on a cult. The idea is not a cult. The idea is that we, for, after all these years, thousands of years, we are starting to get this connection once more. I want us to read, we're going to read from Isaiah 63. Isaiah sees the Lord, who is the Lamb who is slain. And he sees something very glorious. This is a conversation between God, the Lamb, and you'll we'll see him dressed as the lamb and Isaiah. So I'm going to go back and forth. Isaiah 53 verse 1. Isaiah says, Who is this who comes from Edom with red garments from Bozrah so beautiful in his apparel with force of strength? And then the Lord answers, I speak of righteousness and saving judgment. Righteousness and judgment. Isaiah answers back, Why are your garments red and your apparel as one who treads a wine press? You know, you know what a wine press? You know what treads a wine press is? Imagine, you know, your wine, you know, grapes, wine press. His clothes are drenched with what he sees as red. Of course, that's the blood of the Lamb. So Isaiah is asking him, why are your garments red and your apparel as one who treads in a winepress? The Lord answers, I am full of the treading of grapes, and there is no man with me among the nations. For the day of recompense has come upon them, and the year of redemption has arrived. Therefore, my arm delivers them. I remember, and then Isaiah answers back, I remembered the Lord's mercy. And praises of God in all things. This is the same thing that happened with Mary tonight when she washed the feet of Christ with the ointment. And the same thing that happened with the children when they praised. Isaiah says again, I remember the Lord's mercy and the praises of God in all things, in which the Lord recompenses me. The Lord is a good judge to the house of Israel. And he deals with us according to his mercy and according to the multitude of his righteousness. The Lord said, surely my people, my children, have not rejected me. So he became their salvation. Not an elder, nor an angel, but the Lord himself saved them from all their tribulation, 
because he loved them and spared them. He redeemed them and took them up and lifted them up. That's what the Lord did with us tonight, and that's what the Lord does with us this week. It's a Passover. It's a journey. The Lord, when he was here with us today, on this specific day, knew he's coming in. Yes, people are cheering for him, but he's coming in as the true Lamb of God who shall save the world. I want to leave us with this meditation. I asked in the very beginning, what is the role of man? And why does the church have the same hymns? During this day and on the Feast of the Cross. The role of man, we answered it, which is irrational things. What is that? Praise. With every movement, as Isaiah said, I remember the Lord's mercy, the praise of God in all things. You know, I have spike lord. I will give it to the Lord. I have hair and glory. I will give it to the Lord. I have honor. I will sit under the Lord's feet. I have a voice. I will praise and say, Blessed be who comes in the name of the Lord. I have the ability to climb trees. I will do that too. That's fine. I will do whatever it takes. But that is my rightful place, and that's my rightful spot, just like Adam was. Adam was doing everything he can to take care of God's things and to praise God in everything God gave him. Therefore, we do the same. What is our role? It's to be under the Lord's feet like Mary. It's to be like Adam taking care of creation. It's to be like Isaiah saying, I remember the Lord's mercy, the praises of God in all things. So why then do we, does the church connect this with the feast of the cross? I want us, this is just a meditation, but imagine with me here, this disconnection. We said Adam, before the fall, heard God internally. After the fall, heard him externally. Something different started happening. The children once more started hearing the voice of God. And the pure of heart, these, all these people that started cheering, started hearing the voice of God once again inside of them. And realized salvation is near. And that's why they started crying out, save us, Osana to the son of David. Right? The same thing happened with the cross. Imagine with me here what happened when Christ conquered death through the cross and went into Hades. And Adam, for the first time since thousands of years Heard the voice of God once more inside of him. Wow. I am guessing, he said, like the version in the Song of Songs who said, I am my beloved's and his desire is towards me. And I love him. Osana to the son of David. Glory to God forever. Amen.